What is going on, everyone? It's episode 163, recorded on Sunday, April 23rd, 2023. I'm John, and hey, Drew. Why do walruses love a Tupperware party? Oh, I know this one, but tell me. They're always on the lookout for a tight seal. <laughs> <laughs> loves nature and thinks John's a cheater. That's right, it's time for another episode of the Dads After Dark show. Take it away, boys. What's up, everybody? It's a beautiful Sunday evening. John and I decided to get together to talk about a game that, well, it's a game. We're going to talk about it. We have very mixed feelings about it, as you'll see throughout the episode tonight. But uh, before we get there, John, buddy, what's new? How you been? Uh, I'm good. I got my uh, I got one of my kids back, so we're a family of four. Ooh, only one, okay. And uh, Cedric comes back. Cedric was at the Pirates and Reds game today. I'm kind of a little jealous of him. It was in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has a lovely ballpark. And I could not have picked a more boring game. Pittsburgh won two nothing, and uh, when they walked in the stadium, it was already one nothing. So they got to see one run mm. and probably about six hits the entire game. I'll tell you what, it was better than my uh, eight year old softball game yesterday. I can guarantee that. <laughs> well, they react to the ball, which is nice in the professional leagues. Um, oh. Funny story is that I told Cedric just for fun, like, you know, one of those things when you tell mm. your kids, like, if you can do this, I'll get you a bicycle. And you're like, there's no way they're doing that. Sure. So I told him because he was going to Pittsburgh and I was trying to share some history with him. And I said, get a pic, get a selfie of yourself near a picture of Roberto Clemente. Right. One of the great oh, baseball players yeah, I, of all time. I know who that is, John. Yeah. And I said, get a picture, get a selfie, and I'll add $5 to your ledger. Okay, this basically, we have little, we have a ledger for him. We buy things or whatever. Five Don't bucks. know what ledger is, but I, I, let's go with it. Try, basically giving him five bucks. Okay. Sure. Boom. Now, I decide to add on to it. My favorite Met right now is Edwin Diaz. That's the closer. And he's out for the year. He's the one who got hurt in the Puerto Rico game. Oh, you need His, to find a new favorite. I know. His <laughs> brother is a relief pitcher for the Reds. Right. Oh, Alexis, sure. Alexis Diaz. I told him. Get an autograph from Alexis Diaz and I'll give you a hundred dollars. Wow. I'm just thinking there is no way that's going to happen. You, but you knew he was going to the game. I knew he was going to the okay. game. He's 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 probably been to he's probably been to like a couple baseball games. And like we, we don't go to many baseball games. And sometimes no, he went and he's like a baby. He almost got an autograph from Alexis Diaz. I was wow. in shock. So he just happened to be sitting in left field where the bullpens are in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So he identified Alexis Diaz and asked him for an autograph and he was rejected for an autograph. I don't know the full story, oh, but he did wow. not get the autograph. If it was asked of, if it was after the game, I understand the Reds got shut out. They got swept for the series. So like I get it and you know whatever. You can never assume, but he almost got a freaking autograph from Alexis Diaz. He I'll had the what, opportunity. That autograph was not worth a hundred dollars if you got it. <laughs> I guarantee I, you that. I would have. I would have. Well, I would have kept it. I was like, oh, it's the brother of my favorite player. But um, yeah, I was. I'm. I'm pretty impressed that he actually took what, the initiative. What was and, his plan? Like, what did he have to sign? Did he? 
I have no idea. I just like, I just like threw it out there. Like it should have been it. Like, but yeah, I mean, you gotta get the full story when he comes home. He actually got. He actually found there was a picture on the street outside the stadium. He took a selfie with it, and it was someone wearing Roberto Clemente jersey. And he thought he had it. And I, but I said no. That's that's a white dude. Like that's a fan wearing a Clemente jersey. And so I was like, no, you need to find Roberto Clemente. And um, I haven't gotten a picture, so I don't know. Maybe I'll give him half. I'll give him like $2.50. I mean, he tried. <laughs> yeah. But he comes back Tuesday. Nice. And um, yeah. So um, yeah, that'll be, you know, whatever. So it's been nice having a reduced family. Three, four, <laughs> but come Tuesday, it'll be I should five. just get rid of my kids. I know. Thursday, my my two youngest have a sleepover at the school, so we're gonna have three on Thursday night. Like, you, trust me, when are, your kids you get older, like when, when you when your kids get older and they do these trips and things like that, you're gonna be like, whoa, it's just the two of us. Whoa, it's just three. It's it's wild. It's wild. Well, How are you doing? Well, well, speaking of baseball and kids <laughs> and all this stuff, let me. I'll tell quit some quick story. So uh, yesterday we had softball and baseball, AAA, uh, little league. So my son learned a hard lesson yesterday. He's a lefty, and he's pretty he's pretty good hitter. I will say he's pretty he, he hits the ball pretty hard. Like he can reach the outfield. Um, so he he's batted three times so far this season, and every one he's ripped it down the first baseline, which just <laughs> is tough for a lefty, right? Because no matter how fast you are, if you hit the ball hard towards the first baseman, you're gonna be out. Right. So the if they if they actually correct the ball. So first time kid never had a chance, went all the way to the outfield. Second time the kid kind of stopped it, but Evan beat him out safe. The third time he got out. Right. And and in minor lead triple A is like the first time where if you're out, you're out. Like it's not like three outs in an inning and the the inning's over, but if you get out, Mm -hmm. you know, we try to teach him you you're out, go to the dugout. So he just didn't understand it. And what do it they do? Down. I don't understand. What do they do otherwise? Well, they, they they don't do it's for them. It's just every kid bats in the inning. So you just you just go oh. through the entire bat in order. I mean, this but is six year olds. This is like well, no, but like if you make an out in in that other league, what happens? You... Well, if you get an out, the kid just goes to the dugout, right? But like, right. it doesn't matter how many outs you did get ten outs in the inning. You did get zero outs in the inning. I mean, you're not really keeping score per se. Okay, but it's you still the same thing. If you hit the ball, if you hit the ball and you get a hit, you're on base. And then you yeah, you wait for the next year, then you move to second base and third base and home. Right. Okay. So this is the first time he got out. <laughs> I still and don't he, understand it, but go on. <laughs> well, he wasn't happy. He wanted to run the bases, but he couldn't. He was out. But you, but you can't do that. You couldn't do that before, right? If you made an out, you didn't go on base. Well, I mean, this is only the second game. He hasn't gotten out yet. He's Every time he's gotten a hit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what don't you get about that? It's okay, before, before, before when? Before this year, if Correct. he he was at the plate, right, he, and he hit a ground ball to the first baseman, and it they t ball, t ball. First of all, there's no chance in hell someone could throw a ball and t ball to a first baseman and then catch it and tag the base. It just physically is impossible. So what happens? You just swing, you hit the ball, and then you go back to the dugout either way. No, no, you run to first, you stay on first. The next well, kid well, comes well, up. What happens if, if somebody caught the ball in T-ball? I don't think it ever has. But but even if it has, I, I would just say stay on first base. Like, Oh, my God. This yeah, is, it's, this is yeah. what we're teaching our kids? 
Well, what's starting to transition now, right? You know, and then you do a double, you know, double A and then it's, you know, you actually have three outs and the inning's over. So you're telling me in T-ball, it has never happened before where someone hit a ball to the first baseman and he tagged him out and he went to the dugout. That I recall. I mean, two Uh, years of T-ball. Right. So. So how does that change now? Is like the defenders are better. Defenders are better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but also a much bigger field too now, you know. Right. Where T ball is tiny. But anyways, yeah. he was very upset. He was sad. He didn't understand. He wasn't happy. Yeah. That's the moral of my story. That I, might, you know I was gonna it. say the, the video Drew sent me a video last week of oh, yeah. of Evan just ripping it down the line. And it was so yeah. funny because I you know, I, I'm pretty into baseball and I'm yeah. watching. He hit the ball, and I swear to God, the first baseman didn't even move for like <laughs> Until like a second after it was already past him. It was like, he was like in another world. And he's like, oh, it's a ball went by me. It was great. That's why you can understand, like, if if there's 12 batters in an inning, there's probably only one out, maybe two. Right. Unless they just can't hit the ball. But in in his league, they're they're throwing it. Oh, yeah. Like, they throw it now. So that's going to be way harder for kids to hit balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot of strikeouts. And then my my daughter, God bless her, she plays an under ten softball where the kids pitch, and they do like a four run rule. Like they they play more real rules. They have umpires, three outs, you change sides, you can steal, which is a little ridiculous because the girls can't even throw them out if they tried. Um, but if you score four runs, it um you you switch sides, right? So you know you're not going on forever, right? It's like a it's like a a, a mercy rule for an inning, exactly, right. I'm not joking, John. Whatever number, however many watts you need, would that be like four, eight watts in a row would probably get you four runs. That happened to multiple innings. Like just eight watts in a row. (laughs) That's got to take a long time. It was brutal. Brutal. But enough about me, enough about baseball. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Wild Frost, John. Why don't you lead we should us talk into about it? Wild Frost a little bit. All right. So, Wild Frost's game. What it came out about a week and a half ago or so. Uh, last Tuesday. Ten days about. Yeah, about ten days. Yeah, that's how. Oh, it's about to show up on our profiles. How yeah. exciting! And um, this is a a deck builder that you and I have been looking forward to a long time mm. uh, from Chucklefish. And um, if you're listening to this show, we're going to talk about strategies and our experiences with it. And we really want to, like, give each other tips. I I really need tips. Um, but before we do that, if you haven't or whatever, I'm just going to do a quick two-minute breakdown of the game. And that's it. I'm limiting myself to two minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. You're on the clock. So put me on the clock, right? I got it right. Okay, go. Right. Oh. Okay. So Wild Frost is a deck-building roguelike. Um, the way it's played is you play cards on the play field. So it's a little different than Slay the Spire. You play them on the field <laughs> and you also maintain your hand. Thank you for that. Okay. Uh, every round, which like every turn that you take, all the cards that are on the play field will count down a timer. And every card has a different timer. And at that point, the card will take an action. So if your card is going to attack for two after five turns, then after the fifth turn, it attacks for two. But on each on each turn, you play a card from your hand. One card is all you get to do. You play a card from your hand, and you can attack cards directly. Um, there's various tribes in the game, and depending on the tribe that you select, you'll get a different set of kinds of cards. So there's one tribe that does like snow, which can prevent the other players from moving. 
that sort of thing. There's one with junk. Um, so you're going to have a different kind of tribe that you like. Each run begins with you selecting a leader and you get three random leaders. It's like Rogue Legacy. You get three random leaders. They all have different randomized skills. So you pick one and that's what you start your run with. If at any point your leader is killed in battle, then your run is over and that's it. Any other one card minute. can be destroyed, but the leader cannot. Um, there's in order to get through the whole run, at least as far as I know, the first time there are three legs to the journey. Every leg has three battles and in between you can get cards, delete cards, whatever. Um, the final battle in each leg is a boss. Um, so you can improve your deck with, uh, by selecting new characters, treasure cards, charms, you can remove cards, you can duplicate your cards, and then you also can build up your town. And your town makes cards available on your runs. And the, the more you unlock, the better the cards that you get. And other than that, you fight your way and you try to beat the final boss and you win a run. And I kind of know what happens, but I haven't seen it yet. So that is a two-minute breakdown of Wild wow. Frost. Almost on the dot. I, know, well I can see it. I can see the time you know, right I, And i got to be honest. You're good at this stuff. I, I struggle with game descriptions, as you all recall, up, down, left, right. But like... Yeah, well done, John. Well done. You did good there. It's so easy to get into the details. It but is. anyway, um, we've both been playing this. Uh, and and we've talked about our general experiences of mm. the game. So I want to kick off this conversation to hit the crux of it. You sure. have had one successful run. I have. And I think you did it like on your second or third day. You've had one successful run, which is exactly one more than I have had. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I wish I wish I could help you because after that run, I felt like the top of the world. I'm telling you what to do. Like you need to do this and that and that. And then I've probably played seven or eight hours since then, John, and I haven't beat it once. So I'm starting to question a little bit. Actually, I made it right before we, we, we started tonight. I made it to the final boss again. And I think this one was a different final boss, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything what the final boss was. Um, oh yeah, don't tell me that. I will tell you that. So the problem with this game is it's tricky, right? Because you can play up to six cards in two rows and your opponent has six cards, um, in two rows. So mm -hmm. there's a lot to manage, right? And whoever's in the front of your two rows are the one that takes the damage, the blunt Generally, 90% yeah. of the time, because there's the skill that called aimless, which to do you attack a random card. I hate aimless. I hate it. Aimless sucks. So it, it, it's it's a very strategic game where you do have to go slow. You have to kind of think out two, maybe three turns ahead. Um, and you constantly do have to be moving your cards, which is a little bit annoying, right? Because, you know, if you don't have any block cards available, let's say, and you're using your heroes or companions, what they call them, to block damage, you gotta you gotta look at which enemy is gonna be attacked and next and how much damage he's doing. Right. And then you have to smartly place whatever companion you want to take the blunt of that damage in the front of the line. And it's just very well planning and, and moving around. For that that's really the defensive side of the things, right? There's really two parts of the game is defense and offense in my eyes. Um <laughs> And the defense part is tricky. I think it is tricky, right? Because it's, it it's a lot of moving parts. And like I said, there's six cards that you're looking at that are fighting you, and they all have different buffs, right? 
um, they have different skills and they have different things going on and they have different counters, right? So almost every turn, one of those six cards, if not multiple of those cards are attacking you and you need to make sure you're blocking it. Um, yeah, like Slay the Spire will kind of tell you almost exactly how much damage you're about to take. This one, I mean, I've had so many times where I died because I didn't I didn't understand like mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't I saw everything, but it just didn't register that this guy I thought was going to attack for two was attacking yeah. for seven. Um, it can get it get pretty tricky. Oh, yeah. I, I will say one of the first things I learned playing the game and trying to figure out how to do better was that you really do need to move the cards between the two rows. I'll, I mean, a lot. Um, oh, there yeah. are um, like there is one uh, uh, buff called uh, Frenzy. No, Fury. Where if you're the only card in the row, like you might hit for three more attack. Yeah. And so I don't like, like that one. I you well, I mean, I I like it. You can ignore it. But if you have the opportunity to attack somebody and if you can get the other cards out of the row, which I yeah. mean, if you know, an attack, but it also probably means that you might take some damage, too. So you have to kind of figure it out. It's nice to take advantage of, but it is part of that. That juggling yeah, that, around. That's probably good early on, but I'll be honest, if you ever have one card in a row, you're setting yourself up for failure, right? Because you need to have that board full most of the time. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, once you yeah. have six cards down, you, you kind of so, lose that ability. Th- the last part of, overall, I'll say before we move on, is is that um, the one thing, too, to keep in mind about this game is it gets tricky because every battle kind of then resets, right? You, all your cards go back in your deck, um, if there was cards that had a one-time use per battle, they did add it back into your deck. Um, the problem or the thing is, though, that certain companions, which are your, like your heroes, they can, can become injured, which is a pain in the balls. Because if they're injured, they take their health and their attack and yeah. then cut them in half. So let's say you had a guy that did had six health and, and two damage. Now he only has three health and one damage, which is pretty much useless. Um, and it takes an entire battle pretty much for him to heal up. Um, or you can you can put him on the board and then take him off the board and it kind of heals him. It's 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 just it's a weird mechanic it, that I, I don't I've, I don't love. Later in the game, you can take a companion, you can put him on the bench, you know, like so you can yeah. rotate them. So if I have somebody injured later and I ha- but I have a lot of companions then I just I just throw them on the bench and then they'll be healed after that one mm-hmm. um, because it's like if you if you just try to like not get them killed you might and you just don't use them well yeah. you're you're kind of like you're a card short Correct. um i do i hate, do hate that um, um I, one thing that i think is important how much do you do this when you bring the the companion back into your deck and heal them i i know i i am pretty sure that is a part of my game that i need to do better at mm. because i think once the guy's on there and i'm like oh that dude's going to die I just kind of let them die and I keep forgetting that I can bring them back. You heal them five and then you can actually play them like two hands later. You can play them back. It doesn't heal their attack, though. I don't believe there. No, it heals their health. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be honest. I don't do that a ton. Um, And maybe maybe I should be doing that as well. I'm more of a component of like, let them die. It depends on which part of the battle you're at, if you're at a boss battle or not, because, you know, they're coming back next turn. Oh, that's battle, but they will be injured to your point. Well, no, if you bring them back and oh, like if they get killed. Correct. If you bring if you bring them, if you heal them and bring them back in your deck, you can use them again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like that's cool. But like yeah. oftentimes in the middle of that battle, 
you need somebody to, to absorb some damage. So sometimes I'll see like, well, that guy's going to attack me for six and I'll just let that guy die. And it's just, I don't know. I, I feel know. like it's better to heal them and bring them back. I, I need to do better with that one. Yeah. Um, before we get into all of our favorites and some of the cards and buffs and stuff like that, I, I also want to mention, I, I know you mentioned it briefly, I think with the, the map, let's say it right. That the, the, there's a lot of, it's it's kind of has that we're going to probably reference Slay the Spire quite a bit. So it kind of has the Slay the Spire map, right, where you have a couple different forts in the road that you can take here and there. Uh, but they're much smaller. There's there, there's not nearly as many interactions. It might be eight to ten per a leg, I think you called it. Well, uh, yeah. And and yeah, you, there's only like top road or bottom road. And that's yeah. it. So, so there's really a few. There's there's charms, right? So a charm is pretty much a permanent upgrade that you can apply to one card. Could say add extra seven health, add one attack, add fury, add random whatever. Yeah, uh, they're so fun. Charms, I, charms are huge. Love charms. We'll talk about them more in a minute. There's what are some of the other ones? They have companions, which you can get another hero. Um, they have treasure, which you just get a random card, which could be a attack card or it could be a buff card, it could be anything. They have what else? Uh, they, they do have more unlocks. I don't know if you've unlocked all the other ones, John. There's there's a gnome, a, a, a traveling gnome, which I think just gives you free free stuff. There's a charm merchant. Charm merchant. Buy different I like. I love from. the charm merchant because you can buy like two Me or too. three. Um, the muncher who will delete the cards, um, and then the the shade who duplicates a card. Oh, that's um, that's probably the best one. If you've got a really good card, he's awesome. Sometimes, but sometimes you're like, man, there's nothing here I want to really do. No, and then you go down the other path, though. You need a treasure. You need a good treasure card. I don't always get good treasure cards. That's kind of the fundamental thing with this game that drives me a little crazy. Is more than slay the spire or any other card game that I've played. There's such a there's such a luck element. And the and the first thing is the leader picking the leader. Mm. There are sometimes a set of leaders and you're just like, they're, they're so uninspired. First of all, if a leader has low health, that is such bullshit. Your leader, if they get killed, you're done. I've seen leaders with like five or six health. And it's just like, what? Like, why would I ever pick that person? Yeah. Because so, I can't have them die. I'd rather have a leader that attacks for one or two than someone with like low health. Yeah. And then there's there are some times where you see a leader, and I've told you my favorite one is the one with smackback. Where smackback is is it's okay. it's give or take. But the, so, the thing about smackback is anytime you hit that that card, it can hit back for like five damage if it if it's got a five. So if attack. someone attacks you, you you auto attack back. You there's basically no are counter. taking a turn against that. Card, the the problem with that, though, John, is if if someone attacks you that has a buff that's yeah. like crazy that it gets more damaged or or it mm -hmm. has like those teeth. Yes, your your hero's instantly dead if you get attacked. I I know I've I've run into that, but it so, is so nice <sighs> in um like like as an example early in game, right? You have like like you know how early in the game there's always like for me there's like four like four penguins and the boss, you yeah. know, sometimes. And the four penguins attack for one. And that's a huge, another huge thing that I've learned is if you're going to get hit by it for one, just let it go. Like ignore Agreed. it, you know, Agreed. I used to put blocks in front of me sometimes. And it's like, no, not, not for, for one. one. Like I've learned to save them for bigger attacks. But like, if you have smack back, a penguin hits you and then you kill them. And then the next penguin hits you and then you Agreed. kill them. 
it's it. It's actually a great way to get the four X combo. It it is in the beginning, but later in the game, you the 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 dies have too many buffs. So I know you talked a little bit about the tribes, right? There's there's three three tribes. Let me. um, Yeah, there's three tribes. I mean, I don't want to get into like explaining every detail of this game. You've either played it or you haven't at this point. But um, yeah, like as I've gotten later with the smackback, like I just mm. lost a run um, today just before we got on. I had a really good run, um, but I had a uh, I think it was my leader had if if the leader is attacked, it applies shroom to the attacker. And I and I love those cards because you could really you take a, a you take like a one attack and you're applying three shroom to somebody else. So it's like fantastic. But I ran into somebody where I attacked them and they had one of those buffs that said, if anybody gets yeah. shroomed, then you shroom back. And so we went bounce, 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 bounce like a game of ping pong. Yeah. And the next and thing I know, I had more shroom and I helped. died. It was like, I in a, in like that's why I turns. don't like that. I don't like the hit bat thing. I, I, I learned I, that the hard way. It's too it's too vulnerable. It's way too vulnerable. You could have like 12 health. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you're dead. It, yeah, it, I know. It and it's frustrating because it's a fun it's a fun mechanic. And I'm and look, there's there are leaders that are pretty powerful. I like the ones where if you kill somebody, you gain attack power. I love I love. But sometimes you just get a lousy leader and your whole run just feels like a waste. I I, I will admit a couple times I just intentionally started attacking myself in the first match just yeah. to kill my run. There doesn't seem to be a penalty if you kill your run, I don't even know if you can resign a run. I don't, I don't think you can. you like, you know how in slay the spire, if you just end your run, you won't get like a boon the next time. So you, you kind of have to play out every well, you, run. You get like the normal plus six health or whatever, right. you know, it's the basic ones. Right. But like the whale won't give you something. Correct. Um, if you make it further into the run, yeah. Your next game that you start, you have better buffs to start with, right? Exactly. And the thing about Slay the Spire 2 is there is no leader. You pick a character and then everything is the cards and you can turn things yeah. around. The leader is like, it's the most important card in your hand and you have to choose between three of them and they're not always good. And I, they're not. And I really and hate the, that. The, and then that's that's the problem too. And, and I know we reference Slay the Spire a lot. I personally, it's more like an inscription where the cards stay on the playing field and you're battling against another card. Um, it is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's something like what, what's next? What do you want? What do you want to talk about? I mean, it's it's a new concept. Yeah. I mean, so uh, what are your what are your summer favorite strategies? Like like if you get yeah. a set of leaders, yep. what is the one like I already said, like I like smack back. I just think it's fun. Yeah. It's, what is uh, what's that. the leader that you're hoping to get? When you're, oh, you're sitting down. I want to have a big run. So it's you funny. For? When I beat the game, I don't even think my leader was used. Like my leader was just getting the back row because I had to use them. And it was my other companions that I focused on. The two things that I focus on or try to get to is barrage, which, which means it attacks everybody in the row. Right. So if you do five damage, it does five damage to every card in the row. That's right. huge. And then I always, always start with the, um, you pick your leader, then you pick your companion. My companion, I love the purple guy, I think his name's Loki. He has like five health and two damage, but he applies that little purple, which in, which does double damage. So it applies this little purple teardrop, raindrop looking thing to an enemy. 
And then when you attack them, you do double damage. That's the devil, the devilish, I think it's called. Those are my combos. I, those are the two that I like. Demonize. Yes. Uh, those two are deadly. I, of course, like. What's the one? It's not Fury. What's the one where you. Frenzy. Frenzy. You knew what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So fr- if you can. Frenzy Frenzy's is awesome. you should attack twice or three times every turn. Like it yep. just if you do five, you do five, five, five. But if you have that with barrage. Forget about it. You're doing 15 damage to every enemy in the row. I and never I, mind if you have double damage. You're doing 30. It's that's that's how I won my run. Those are the combos okay. I needed. I I will say the one thing I do like better than um well, I don't know than Smackback is there is one card and there's a few cards that do like Frenzy. There is one card where it it every time you play junk on the card. Yep. Uh, you know, junk, right? So like there's there's that one deck that you get junk cards based on whatever. So if you play a junk card on this card, you actually add one to its frenzy. Yes. And it is really fun because if you're kind of in a point in the battle where it's like, I don't really need to play anything and you just play some junk, 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 you can get them up to six, seven, eight X. And yep. um, yeah, if you can get some extra attack on there, it's like boom, 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 boom. If you get frenzy with uh, what is the the one with a pepper? Oh, yeah, the pepper just adds the damage. It's so, like temporary yeah, damage. It's temporary. So if you add pepper, the next attack goes for that much. But if you have frenzy, it will keep oh, that until yeah. all the attacks are done. And so I feel like, like add spice... five or add seven. It's not like one or two. It, it's added it's a, a lot. lot. Of damage. Yeah, so spice and frenzy is really nice. With barrage. With barrage. I, I never seem to get barrage. I know there must be a charm that so gives you barrage, but I never seem look, to like get there's, it. There's times, right, where sometimes you'll have a leader and it'll have barrage, but it'll have like zero damage. Yeah. Right? But it's okay. You still want that because there's ways to add damage over the length of the game. Do you know what I'm saying? And there's charms that can add damage. It's not guaranteed. And that's it's part not, of the luck but, factor. It, it is, but you got to go with that strategy. But my mm-hmm. last run that I had a really good one was I had a card that if it was on the board on your side, it added barrage to all of your allies. So like, holy that, moly, that's, that's why I was doing so good. Wow. Yeah. So like stuff like that, you got to get lucky and find that card or that treasure. Um, um, the treasure cards that are the buffs that you can, you kind of tend to put in the back. Yeah. I do love those. Yep. Um, I had one, uh, there's one where there's a guy who will attack twice. He will attack for two attack if any of your allies attacks. So it's like mm-hmm. fantastic. It's like, so I had a character that had um, a three frenzy. He only attacked for one, but I put this guy behind him. So every time he attacked for one, the guy behind him attacked for two. Yeah. So it was like, you know, th- three separate three attacks. I love those cards, mm-hmm. but then eventually you get to a point in the game where you get, you fight guys that do a lot of aimless and they don't, and they, and they're almost like useless because usually you can put those cards in the back and keep them safer. But then with aimless, anybody or if the enemy has a barrage and then, yeah, well, that's where you get a charm or two that adds the little Brown hearts and you get, you'd always want to add it to those guys. right? Right. I think you, you can know. only add it to those guys. I'm not even sure if you can add it to anybody else. True. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then the other ones, they'll have like the little wooden dummy guys that you can do. Like when you kill them, they do eight damage to everybody in the row. Like they kind of yeah. explode. Um, I mean, that for me is by far, I, I'm, I always try to pick a, the leader with that tribe. 
like the dwarf with the with the junk. Right. Though they're better than the the necromancer one and like the the snow yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I I mean, I get it. It's it goes back to what I said about there's so much luck involved, and there's luck in a lot of these kinds of games. Luck is a component. I just feel like there's way more uh, luck involved than skill in this game. Cause like you said, you could grab a card that has barrage mm. and if you can get some charms that add attack, then you look like a genius. But if oh, you yeah. don't, then you know, you're an idiot, right? You have a leader that's doing nothing. And I always find that the charms, even more than the uh, companions are just what win or lose the game. Oh yeah. If, if you have the, when you have the fork in the road, you always got to go where the charms are. I never yeah. go for companions because you're limited on how many you can have. And you already have yeah. one or two to begin with. So you'll naturally get one or two along the way. But I always, always, always go with charms. Yeah. And, and you need companions. You just you, you, do, I mean, you, you, you do need can, companions. You only need like two or three. We can but. I mean, you can you can fill them up with those little things. What are Let those little things? I if I did ten runs, I mm-hmm. bet you only one of them would I would have too many companions that I couldn't fit. <laughs> do you know what the, I'm saying? Like you know, you have that option. Like you want to sit somebody out. That happens one out of ten times for me. Yeah, the little guys with the brown numbers, those are treasures, right? I don't think they're yes, companions. Those are cards. Yep. Okay. What do you think about? Well. You have to play this game based on, I mean, to me, based on your leader. That's how you try to synergize. You start with the leader. You see where you can go. Sometimes the leader just doesn't factor into any of it. And you synergize from there. I think I love Shroom. I love Teeth. I never get Teeth, but I love Teeth. I never get it either. And I have a a mission that I need to use Teeth. I I never see it. Yeah, I've, I'm like halfway through that mission because I, I got one run where I got some teeth and I haven't really seen them since. It's so, I think it's one particular tribe. I don't 100% think I understand teeth. Is it if they attack you, they just take damage? It's like Thorn in Slay the Spire. Okay, so that's yeah. what it is. Okay. If you get attacked, then you'll they'll they'll take damage so it's, off it's of you. It's better than Hitback because Hitback, you're now attacking them and you might screw up because of their buff. Correct. But, but teeth, I'd rather have teeth. Teeth is better. Yeah, but it's it's not around a lot. Which which tribe is it? Is it the I don't um, know. I think it's it's gotta be one of the tribes I don't use because I never see it. I never I, see it. I like the snow tribe because I, I like snow. I don't know why. Well no, but there's some um, cool boss with snow that you can apply snow to everybody and then you do eight damage if they are snowed. Yeah, that it, one guy that that it damages for a lot more if you have snow. I think I I think it's the gnome tribe. I think it's the gnome tribe, which is the one I said I always like using. Right, that's the yeah. Maybe that's it. Dwarven maybe, gnome one. Maybe because when they put the leaders out there, they belong to a tribe. So you're not only choosing that leader card, but you're choosing you know the kind of cards that you're going to get to play with. Yeah, which and is maybe which I maybe I need love, to choose the wimpy one. I do love that idea and concept. Right, that's it's essentially like again, slay the spire. You know, are you using the silent? Are you using the iron clad? Like, what are you starting with? This kind of is building up for all those sub cards as well. Mm-hmm. So I do like that concept. It gives you some some little diversity in the game. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and maybe I need to stop getting married to particular cards. I mean, like particular leaders and just and go mm. for the tribe instead of the leader, per se. Um, but yeah, I. <sighs> 
I still, I, I still haven't won. I understand the game. I I'm doing much better now than I was a week ago in just playing slow and, and, and being smart. You know, um, there's that, those, those cards that will add one attack to your cards and they feel kind of slow. Cause I'm like, I'm adding one attack, but I'm not doing anything. But when you find those lulls in every battle where, you know, your enemy has, you know, sort of very high, how would you say they have very high uh, countdowns and you, you have a chance oh, yeah. to do something and it's like building up your army and not worrying about that or accepting that when the countdown comes down, maybe they hit you for two and that's fine. Like you're not trying to avoid all damage. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I looked at when I when I deal with leaders like I I almost never pick anything that is over four for a countdown. It's just it's too high that it's long. There's you're going to attack twice in an entire battle. You need something that is three or four, and then you need to focus on cards that reduce your countdown. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how that's the only way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what cards I really like? The ones where when you get hit, I forget what his name is. It's like a uh, fog something. But every time he gets hit, he his shroom goes up that, that he's going to apply when his countdown goes down. Yeah. So and when you play through a longer battle and you're taking especially a lot of zero and one hits because you can get hit for zero. He gets like a 14 shroom going and then, yeah. you know, boom, you just you put it on. The shroom can be deadly when the number goes up. Because if you if you can apply like, let's just say like just a 10 shroom, it's going to attack that card for 10. And then the next turn, it's going to attack it for nine. And the next turn, it's going to go to eight. Yeah, it's essentially poison. It's yeah, but it's so powerful in this game because yeah, because they don't have a lot of health to begin with. Right. Mostly not a lot of health. So, I mean, it shroom is a really nice. I really want to get a really big shroom deck. <laughs> I want to get big shroom. <laughs> no, but if you can get a good shroom deck where you have characters, multiple characters that apply shroom and then those characters that follow up shroom with more shroom and that sort of thing, that would be really fun to do. But I, I've never fallen into a deck like that. I've really never had a deck that was like super synergistic. I'm not saying it can't happen. I've got mm. treasure cards that do follow up attacks and things like that. But I feel like I've never had a deck that is just completely synergizing. And I, and I don't know if that's because the muncher, I, I find the muncher is a very rare thing that I don't see very, I think you'll, you only get them in yeah. like the second run. Maybe I agree. I mean, I, cause I want to get rid of like those extra cards. Cause in slay the spire, you constantly have opportunities to get rid of cards and really clean up your deck and get it fully synergized. And here you just don't run into the muncher. Also, when you get to a companion spot and you have to pick a companion, you can't, say no yeah right? you have you to know, pick a card i hate that they do that with some of the other stuff you know slay the spy does that in certain things too where it's like if you go to a special question mark you have to i wish you just say no i decline i don't i don't want it like i don't want one of them well but like, those question that? marks can intentionally be bad so they, they don't want Correct. you to avoid it you don't know but what like, it's going to be but like the question marks like the same thing as like the like for example the muncher Delete a card. Well, I don't want to delete a card. No, you have to delete a card. Like, this game is the muncher. You don't have to. Right? Oh, you know what I'm saying? I've never gone... Every time I've seen the muncher and I have nothing I want to delete, I always take the other route. True. So I've never gotten to the muncher. I mean, like, there could be a muncher and then a charm. But I've 
I guess I I don't see the muncher that often, so I've never had a situation where I was forced. So you have to delete a card if you run into the muncher. No, you do not. Slay the spire. You oh, okay. Do. Oh, sorry. Okay. I don't yeah, think you no. do in Slay the Spire. Certain certain ones makes you. They make oh, you I see. Do. Like question yeah. marks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. What else do we got? Uh, okay. So here's one of my problems with the game. Like I've already mentioned, the luck plays too much into it. I've mm. had situations where I had a really good run and then within a turn or two, I'm dead because two things. One, we talked about the ping ponging back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this concept of aimless. Cool. So when you play the game, generally, like you said, the characters that are up front in your rows are the ones that are going to absorb yeah. the damage. You put your tank, th- you put your tank there, you put your tank there, you or you put a guy that you that has like smack back that you want to take a hit and they yep. smack him back and you change him around. But there are some cards that are aimless. So I've had a run end because my leader has six health and some dude with aimless seven, just one out of four cards. Boom, found the leader dead. Or during a run. I've had it happen multiple times. That's yeah. I I think that is frustrating because you were investing a lot of time in a run. And at any given time, I'm trying to think of the game that we played that was like this, but at any given time, it can end. And it sucks because you're investing this time knowing no matter what you do, you may not be able to stop that. And that's it. And you also fight different uh, decks. Like I'll have a deck that's really good, and then I'll run into the one. This is my least my least favorite runs. You always run into this. The decks where they have a lot of the what is it like uh, acorn or coconut or something like the shell acorn acorn. So the shell adds to your heart. It's essentially heart. I've never seen a card that gets rid of all shell. I would love that card. Oh, I've never seen yeah. that. But whenever a card gets shell, it's really just sort of temporary heart. Yeah, it's and a shield. It, yeah. And there is like a deck where there's like a couple of guys. I forget their name. I'm not good with names. And when they attack you, they attack you for like one or two. And then it says plus how much shell they have. Yeah. These attacks can be like 10 or 11 early on. And it's really frustrating. And then there's usually another card next to them. It's always the case. I always run into these guys. That when their when their countdown finishes, they add two shell to everybody. So you're trying to attack them and reduce the shell, and this guy's like, "You get shell, you get shell, you get shell." So you yeah. can spend three turns with a like an attack card, and then he just undo undoes all of that in that, one. And that's turn. that's the problem with the game, right? Where there's four or five enemies on the board, and you tried to focus on one because in three turns he's gonna he's gonna hit you for nine damage. Yeah, so it's like I need to kill that guy or do something. But meanwhile. Every other card on the board is also counting down, and they're going to attack you for two, one, two, one. And it's like, well, shit, it's irrelevant. This guy was going to attack me for nine, but I just got attacked for nine anyway. Yeah, and it's really hard to, like, especially early on in each battle, to amass enough attack to, to really stop it. So you can use snow to try to delay them or anything. I've never seen a card that removes shell, but I, I feel like there has to be one somewhere. No, that, no, I think you have to attack it. I, I don't know. It, it just seems like version. almost like you're missing something. You know, it's like it's yeah. just you can't. It feels unfair. And I've handled it a couple times. Like I've gotten through that battle. I usually focus for weirdly enough. I focus on the guy that gives two shell to everybody because I feel like that could be four turns of my time that get killed off in one. 
So yeah. I'm going to kill those and then I'll try to either I do the same lock the big hits or hope that I can develop some shroom or attack or something like that and just hope for the best. But those guys hit so hard. Um, mm. I don't I don't like that. The other thing. The pets are all stupid. Do you have a what's your favorite pet pet? I've unlocked, I think, all of the pets, the companions. No. Oh, oh, oh you did the pet. Well, yeah, yeah I told when, you. My favorite's the purple one. It's Loki. A, the, okay, so that, that's the one that applies the um, the demon eyes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But n- none of the pets are great. They're all pretty wimpy. Um, I'll often go for the dog with the three and three. Um, three attack, three health, and then they apply snow when they attack, which is kind of helpful. Yeah, that one's not bad. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I don't love any of them. I wish they were better. I have unlocked, there's a couple of areas. I think I've unlocked all the pets, I think. And I've unlocked. Really? The, um, I don't know if I did. The shop. The last card in the shop. I forget what it is, but it's actually like, oh, that's a pretty good card. So I'm happy that I have unlocked it. But, um, yeah, I just, this game is pretty good. I early on, I think when we did the last show, I was like, I don't know. I really don't love this game. I find it like anger inducing, but I've gotten better at it. And when I sit down and do a run, I feel like I can put together a little bit more. I have a better idea of what I want to do. My strategy is better, Mm. but it still feels like a luck fest. And every time a, a run ends, the first thing I do is I do rematch. And I just look at who the next leader is going to be. And no matter what you do, we've tried. You can't reset the leaders. I wish there was a button to just say, "Mm, give me a choice of three more leaders. I I, I would love why you can't because you just re-roll forever. I can do that in Rogue Legacy, though. They let you do that like one more time, right? Like, just give me unlock it, though. And then you can do it just. Oh, I'd say in Rogue Legacy, you have to unlock that skill. And then it's I mean, just you, have to, one, you have to buy it, right? It's one re-roll. Or, and then you, it's and then you one re-roll. Up, well, you might be able to unlock two, whatever it is. And yeah. it's risky because if you like, ah, I don't really love these leaders and you re-roll, you might get a worse choice. But L- Road Lightest is also, you could go die in 30 seconds if you want. <laughs> yes, I feel like you it's can. hard to die in this game. Like in the beginning, if you're just trying to kill yourself. You, you can actually just attack your own leader with your sword carts. That really speeds things up. True, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you can apply snow to yourself. And I was trying to think of strategies like where would be helpful. Okay, so like, you know how there's a charm that reduces your attack by two? Mm. There, Like there are a couple cards where that's handy. Um, I know one of them is a card that apply. There's a card that applies five shell to everyone in the row, but it attacks for two. Yes. So you can you can it's like it's a really interesting card because if you want to. You can use it on the enemy who's like close to death and just finish them off. Or you use it on yourself, but one of your uh, characters takes two damage. Mm. Now, in the end, they'll still net profit three unless they die. Yeah, but the so, shield's not permanent, which is. Well, the shell is not. Well, I mean, you know, the, the heart you can restore, but it's so hard to anyway. I the know. shell, the, either way, you, if, if, you're, if, you have a, um, if you have a card that has like three health, then it's like, fine, the shell will it'll yeah, attack yeah. me for two. I'll still get three. So like that card's really interesting, but you can use the charm that reduces by two and make that just a pure shell card. It won't, it won't Correct. hit, but it's like, I hate getting that charm. Cause it's like, there's only like one or two cards in the whole game that you may not even have. I know. And otherwise it just sits on your, 
your rack and <laughs> you never use that one. That that's the problem. I think that you said with this game, there's there's so many options, and you need to really get lucky when have the right option with the right option to have a, a true successful run. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's painful because you get to the charm shop or the regular shop, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna buy this, but do you buy it in hopes you get something later on, or do you save your money and then wait and then you might have missed the opportunity? You know, it's like yeah. that balance of luck and. You know, what do you buy? And then there's those cards where, is it a card? Is it a charm? Whatever the hell. I think it's a charm where for every 50 gold you have, you do one additional damage. Do you ever see that one? No, I haven't. It's a charm. And if you put it on one of your heroes, mm-hmm. companions, for every 50 gold, it does one extra damage. So if, like, if you b- don't buy anything and build up <laughs> yeah. your gold... Like, right. I was up to 250 gold one time. You're doing an extra five damage. And every time you go to a snail, like, they, you get at least 50 gold. So it'd be but like. But then it's like, well, now you're not buying you anything either. I so know. it's like, what's worth it? The charm, one charm would be better than that. So it's, it's kind hard... of like a poison pill. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. I, I find myself in a cadence now where I, sometimes I'm in the mood to play and I'll sit down and I'll play. But like I said, when I finish a run, I'll look at the leaders. Mm. And if I see a really good leader, then I'm like, okay, cool. I I can't wait to play this next run. This leader looks really good. But if I see three leaders that are lame, I'll like put it down and like, I'll go play something else. I've been bouncing between three different games. But that's it right there. You just nailed it. This is the perfect game to bounce around with. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm playing two other games. We'll talk about it next week. But this is like the perfect game to say, what am I in the mood for? How much time do I have? Uh, The runs are fairly quick i mean even if you made it to the final boss 40 minutes 45 minutes i can't imagine it's that at least that i mean longer there's only three battles per leg i think that saves it but the battles can be a little slow there's a lot of you know analysis and math and strategizing and all that but yeah i mean maybe you're right i've certainly had some quick runs yeah it does suffer remember dicey dungeons yes one of my problems with dicey dungeons is if you lose in that particular level that you played and you played again, you're always getting the same cards. Uh, maybe they're ordered a little differently, but you're always getting the same cards and you can rearrange them. And I remember when you played that game before you had played Slay the Spire. And I said, God, every run feels the same, though. Like if you die mm. and have to restart, it feels the same. When you play Slay the Spire, you start a run, even if you pick the same you know, uh, character every time you're going to see like totally different cards and you can start synergizing maybe on Shiv or on poison or whatever. This game has that same problem. There are definitely like the treasures are very random, right? But like, if you play as the snow dudes, the companions just they their companions feel very samey. I feel like I see the same companions over and over again. I do. Yep. Agree. And the runs kind of feel you always start off with the, the same cards, the, the the swords, and Slay the Spire does too. But it really diversifies very quickly. In this game, God, every run sort of sometimes just feels I think, the same. Yeah, I think my biggest problem is when you pick a leader. Mm-hmm. The way I looked at it was that leader dies, your game is over, right? So yeah. I expect my leader to be like kind of a little overpowered but but not unfair and i just feel like my leader is sometimes not even the strongest person on my team right exactly and, and that's a problem 
because it's like you're literally just putting them in the back row because you have to. You don't have a choice. He has to be on the board at all times. And it's like, but I don't even really use them. Like, there's runs I feel like that. And that's that's a problem. You know, and you it, hope that they don't have aimless that might, you know, target you. Yeah. Imagine playing Wardroove and just not using the leader. Like it's just, you know, putting them in the back and just not even moving them up. Like it's, that, yeah. that's what, 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 why would you do that? Yeah. Cause Wardroove, that like that leader is your strongest character. I get you. It's risky. You don't want them to die, but you also, that's, you don't want to win. You don't use them. Exactly. And the more you attack in Wargroove with your leader, the more you get your special ability. So yeah. it incentivizes using them and not just hiding them. Exactly. So, yeah, I I agree. So so what do we I mean, like, I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about tips no, or strategy. I think, we, I, I, I think I, we're good. What I've learned from this is I, I feel like I do need to be better with healing my cards. Oh, yeah. Um, finding the opportunities where I throw them back in the deck and heal them and bring them back. Um, and I feel like I need to do, like you're saying, barrage. Barrage, yeah. I definitely have learned my lesson with Smackback. I love Smackback, but maybe Smackback on a card is way better than your leader. Uh, 100% agree. It's too <laughs> risky. I yeah. And I think when I won, I actually had it, but not on my leader. Right. And it, it's very powerful. But the problem is you get into later games where guys are hitting for nine damage and do it like it, you, yeah. you you can't you're gonna you're gonna they just keep attacking you're like stop stop <laughs> i know i wish you could like, like they, stop if it. they each have smack bat to like yeah they're just going on forever it's like it's like as a programmer it's like an infinite loop you can't stop yeah uh, yeah so i i do i love the charms every time i get a charm i'm like oh it's like christmas the morning charm, what am i gonna ch- get i mean the charms like a like a slay the spire relic it's just it's so much it's very impactful yeah your happiness is gonna be uh definitely definitely i i would say that this game is i mean i've played it for 15 hours it's same with me yeah it's not the worst game i've ever played it's not a no. bad game either it's better than loop hero i it's better everything's better than loop hero but I just wish it wasn't it didn't have that luck element, even in Slay the Spire, where luck does factor in. I still feel like I have so much control over it and I have more fun with let, it. So let me ask you, if you think you do you think if you dropped aimless, it would it would help? I, I think that would. But I think there's just there's so many and I like different attributes and buffs with the. With the, the the mushrooms and the double damage and the ink and the barrage and the aimless and the consume and the explodes and the furies there's, and the frenzies. There's, yep. there's so many different ways to play the game, which is fine, but they needed to somehow make the game like more specific to a world or level. And maybe a boss could have like two or three different ones. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're each battle has all of these combined on different characters it's just too much to consume and understand in one battle like well if i fight that guy that guy's gonna hit back but that guy's gonna throw a mushroom on me it's it's too much it's it's it i think that's the problem they did too much with it and if you build up your deck and you have really good deck there are certain enemies that there's just nothing you can do with them you you run into a a team with teeth and it's yeah, like, I hate, I, I hate being disincentivized. Like, I don't mind it when it's me, but like against my enemy. But when the enemy has those things where it's like, if you hit me, you're going to get shroom. Or if you hit me, you're going to increase my attack. So it's like, yeah. oh, my God, like, how do I kill it? <laughs> I have to try to kill it like with a big whop. 
which you don't have a lot of. Uh, yeah, it takes a lot of turns to to generate that one. It would be super fun this game if every time you added two attack to a card, it was like permanent for the rest of your mm. run. Even if the enemies scaled up a bit, it would just be cool because I love, like I said, I love those characters where I had a leader where if you kill somebody, you get two more attack. So yeah. man, I was it was That's so strategic because I'm just like, oh, this dude can kill this guy, but I don't want to. I want to kill him in the next turn. So it's like but, you're just building up your attack, and by the I'll end, agree. you have like twelve attack, and you're like, you feel great. But then the next battle, you're back to zero. So that's that's my Z point. Like like you feel like you never gain in anything because you're powering up your heroes, you're adding attacks to them, mm-hmm. and then as soon as that battle's over, bam, the cards just reset. Yep. So th- there's something in that element too, which kind of blows because. Like the guy, my, my hero that has the six health and two damage that you got up to your point to maybe 10 attack mm-hmm. at the end of the battle, he goes back to six to two, but every battle you progress further and further into the game, those guys are starting with like 24 health and five damage, right? Like, and you're, you're back to not, normal. you're yeah. still six and two. So there's, there's some element that like you should have permanent upgrades for that run. And and yes. that's where I think it also fails and makes it imbalanced because I'm not even going to tell you how much health the last boss had because you're going to lose your I shit. I don't want to know. I know. But it's yeah. but that's my point. It's like, how am I going to kill that guy? I have six. My, my car has six health. Like, it's 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 unbalanced. And that's, that's the problem. It's unbalanced with all these other attributes we talked about. Mm-hmm. I wish there was permanent upgrades. It's just run. charms, right? I think charms are the only thing that will permanently update a card, right? There's Correct, nothing right. else. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So your enemies are scaling. And like that example I told you before, when the army has a bunch of guys with a lot of shell, you know, spice works well against those guys. If you can add a bunch of spice to a bunch of characters and they're hitting for seven, eight, nine early on, you can get that shell down and then their attacks don't really don't really affect you. So yeah. that's great that's fantastic but like if you're but you could only synergize one way you're synergizing on teeth or whatever and then you get to a battle and you can't adjust so it's like okay if i go for spice because i'm thinking about those guys great but then spice may not work on the shroom people or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's 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 frustrating yeah that's my point if 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 you kind of had like each world each level or have a better map that Maybe just made it more of a linear game and not a roguelike. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I don't know what you could develop your characters and you knew world one had eight levels and it was all about the mushroom guys. And right. then you moved on to world two and it was all about the teeth and you just had different strategies. Yeah. Maybe I think the concept of the game is unique and it's fun and, and all of this stuff is fine, but the way it's thrown at you doesn't work great. I mean, don't get me wrong, the game's still fun. It's, yeah. If you just took all of this concept, I even love that there's a little story about what is the Wild Frost, which, again... When's the I, last time you got a journal, a journal card, though? I mean, like, that, that happened early on, I but I, I haven't seen one. I beat the game, John, and it doesn't complete the story. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, how do I complete the story? I think you get two or three cards, and... I think I have four or five. Yeah, I, well, you get two or three, and then like when you find the new tribes, you get more cards that about the tribe. Well, how the tribes handle the wild frost and adapt. Yeah, and... yeah, no, but you're right. It's like, and I, I have a, I suspect after you beat the game that you have to do the harder run. It's like the ascension levels. There is something similar to that, right? And there's no way I'm ever gonna, I'm ever gonna do. That. I tried no it way. once or twice. It's, 
and, and this, I mean, I'm not really spoiling anything, but like essentially, it's harder. The the your opponents now have charms and stuff. That's that's the big difference. Oh my god, really? Yeah, they have charms, so it's like <sighs> no chance. Like, and they have other attributes, and it's it's. So, do you have to do three? Do you know if you have to do three? Legs? I'll be honest. I played it twice. I got my ass chipped in the first leg, and I said. I'm just going to go back to playing it the way that's a little bit more enjoyable. Oh, the normal mode. The no- that's what I've been playing the most this time. Trying God. to unlock all the other unlockables. I look, I don't mind. I feel like once I beat this game once, I'm that's probably my last run. I think I'm done. The only reason yeah. I kept playing is I beat it kind of early. And yeah. I knew we were going to do this episode and I was talking to you about it. But now that there's there's Wardroove and other games out there with, with Zelda in the near future, like I, I think 15 hours, I got my money's worth. I enjoyed it. It was good, but why keep putting myself through it? Yeah, if it doesn't feel rewarding and like, again, you have that sense of luck could destroy you at any moment. It's hard to play it on a more difficult level. I've seen people on Reddit. It seems like everybody on Reddit can beat it so easily. I saw a guy on Twitter uh, a couple days ago and he was like, I don't know why people think this game is hard. And he showed and he had two runs and he succeeded in them both. And I just replied, don't be a dick. Like... (laughs) Because it's very clear the guy probably played a ton of it and then reset data and won right away and then just show that nobody is playing this game and beating the game on the second run. I don't care what anybody says. I've seen people say it. There's no way to prove it. And I don't believe you. I think you've played a lot of it. You reset your data and then you beat it. Yeah. Because there's so much to learn as you play through this game. You can't even know the rules of this game for like a dozen runs. At the end of the day, my my verdict would be is I know we might be sounding negative. It's a fun game. What is it? Twenty dollars? Twenty bucks. I I think it's worth the money. It's it's well it's chucklefish. It's well done. Um, but you could you could get frustrated quickly. But I have no complaints or regrets about buying the game and enjoying it. I, I will even say I don't regret it, even if I don't enjoy it as much as I thought I did. But I will say this. There's two good things here. One, I think they've already said that they're going to be releasing an update to the game that's going to address game balancing. And I think that will be really helpful for my enjoyment of the game because it doesn't feel perfectly balanced. It feels like there's some interesting things going on. But there there's just some vulnerabilities here, especially with those shell guys. And I think they're going to fix it to maybe let people have more success. They're getting analytics. They see runs. They have an idea of how many runs should be successful. And I bet you they're seeing a lot of people are not winning at all. And that's how you know the game's not balanced. You should be able to win a game after 10, 15, 20 runs or so. I, I'm multiple pages into my, my well, death journal, and it, I, I haven't even seen the third boss. But wouldn't, wouldn't they want you to have, like, try to beat the ascensions and stuff? You know, like, like yeah. that, isn't that the point of it? Yeah. There's no, oh, yeah. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I agree. It's, I just, yeah, I, I know that I've seen people, because I think when you beat a leg, there's a little charm that shows up in the top left. And I've seen people there playing is. where there's five of them. Oh, jeez. So I think the further you get in, you can you have to go further into the game. But like I said, I have a feeling they're going to fix some of those issues. And those they're hard things to balance because you might tweak a little bit here and something else gets there, way it, off. That's what happens when you have so many things too, John, like we keep yeah. saying, right? It, it's easier when it's more linear and there's more, you know, stages. Right. Yep. So we'll see. Um, yeah. All right. Well, 
Fun. We recommend yeah, it. Yeah. If you haven't bought it, maybe wait for a sale and a little less painful. But, um, you know, it's it's not terrible. It's just not quite perfect. So we'll see. We'll see what the next patch brings us. But um, hopefully if you're playing this game or you're thinking about this game, we can help you develop some strategy along the way today. I know I learned something. I hope you've learned something, Drew. Mm. Snapback oh, yeah. is amazing, but it's also a poison pill, maybe. It's just not good on your leader. Smackback. Not on your leader is what you want. I, I, I agree. Smackback is great, but not on your leader. Frenzy and Barrage. Isn't what you want. That's what you want. Shroom is what you need. And that's it, I guess. Snowballs. Wild Frost. Snowballs. Wild Frost. All right. That was fun. Good Maybe stuff. We'll, uh, yeah, so now when we do our episode next week, we'll follow up and see if we've had any more successful runs between us. Yep. All right. Good, Good night, night, Drew. The Dads After Dark Show is part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available, including Google, Overcast, Spotify and Stitcher. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Pretty please? Be sure to join us on the Nintendo Dads Discord in our Dads After Dark channels for some naughty After Dark talk. Leave us a voicemail with Anchor and we'll play it on our next show. Check our podcast description for the link. Follow us on Twitter and now TikTok at NDadsAfterDark or email us at dadsafterdarkshow at gmail.com. And a big thank you to Family Jewels for our show's music. That's all for tonight. Good night, dads. Sweet dreams.